What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Live. Love. Canberra. This is Mix 106.3's Kristen and Wilco Show. Westfield Belconnen's Entertainment Gift Card is your pass to hours of fun. Another week and another Monday podcast for you. Hi, everybody. Hurricane Irma is just so scary. This morning we wrapped our minds around what's happening in Florida and some of the warnings from emergency services that we're hearing about, you know, don't shoot at Irma. Crazy. I know, it's ridiculous. Hey, the PM got in trouble for being at the footy, holding a beer and his bub. Stupid. The most Australian thing that you could do and people were angry at him about it. I'm not sure why. Also, I taught you about food safety, which was very important. That is coming up. That's very random. I know, I'm sorry. The beautiful Connie Johnson, we'll, we will pay tribute to that beautiful Canberran who lost her life uh, on Friday due to cancer. And Kristen didn't think it was a thing, uh, but it is. The capital is plagued by dream grudges. Have you had a dream and then held a grudge about it? Hmm. It happens. I've been told by KH that this is not something that happens. This Apologies. Is not, this is not something that is going on in the capital right no. now, but I feel like it is. No. So a mate of mine, uh, as we do on the weekends, this is where I catch up with my friends because during the week, I'm an old man mm. and this nana goes to bed early and that's generally when my time, my, my friends have time to give me a buzz. So we have to wait till Saturdays. I do I a love, lot of phone dates on Saturdays. I love how you lie and say that on a weekend you're not a nana. No, no, I am a nana. Still it's are. just that like through the day they don't have to work. So they've got time to give this nana a call because <laughs> two o'clock is a great time. Anyway, so my mate Luke was talking to me. Uh, they're, they're not newlyweds, but they've been married for about a year and I feel like the honeymoon period is wearing off. Awkward. Because he and his partner M had a bit of a blue on Saturday. Mm. Um, but he didn't know why. And they're the worst. When he woke up in the morning and they, you know, she's a nurse mm. and and he's uh, training to be a teacher. Okay. So he's doing placement at the moment. So he's working days and then she does these crazy hours. Oh, as I can imagine. All nurses do, like really ridiculous shifts. So they sort of are like ships in the night a lot mm. of the time. And he thought, this is our weekend. We're going to spend Saturday and Sunday together. Here we go. We're going to rekindle our love. Mm. And we'll probably sleep. Rolls over to give her a bit of a smooch. Mm. Uh, maybe even start something on Saturday morning. Here we go. And she's not having a bar of it. She's not happy with him. And he, he's like, how can you be mad at me? I haven't seen you all week. Uh, gives him the cold shoulder, doesn't want to go out for breakfast. she goes, he hadn't brushed his teeth first? No, well, that's pretty gross, but you kind of deal with it from your partner anyway. Anyway, she then, he, he le leaves it all day mm. and at the end of the day goes, what mm. have I done? Sure. Because I've sat here and I've racked my brain mm -hmm. and normally he knows the rule is he has to figure it out for himself. Oh, God. <laughs> That's I'm not painting him in a great light. <laughs> <laughs> she is lovely. Um, At times. And she said, I'm, I have to apologise because I've just been really mad at you mm. because I had this dream mm. that you cheated on me. Wow. How dare you? In my dream. Just a dream. Mm. And your mind made that up. 
Luke had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Didn't do it. Wasn't real. Is she suspicious? No, not at all. Where did it come from? Well, she just it's just something in your brain. Like it doesn't like I had a weird dream about one of our clients once. <laughs> like wasn't it? <laughs> Tell me more about that. It wasn't a, like client. a it wasn't a chitty chitty bang bang dream. Which it one? was just like I feel like they were flirting with me in this dream and I was like, where is this possibly going to head? And do you want some free ads because I can't really give that to you. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> Who is it? I'm not going to tell is you. Is it Westfield? No, no, no. Could be Westfield. Um, <laughs> no, jokes. It is. Um, <laughs> but I know this is a thing. You you have these dreams and then you wake up and you're mad at the person. Okay, no one is mad. You have a moment where you wake up and then you tell yourself that was a dream and you move on from it. 62421063, have you done this? Is this a thing happening in no the capital? No one holds the grudge. They do. You hold... Dream grudges. No. <laughs> Sean from Woden. Good morning. Morning, guys. How are you? Oh, Good, Sean, thank you. This Sean, is not a thing. are you holding dream grudges? Uh, I did, yes. It's a, it's a funny one. Yeah. Um, I'm a very avid shoe collector. Oh, okay. And Yeah, I like to collect uh, a lot of runners and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I had a dream that my wife burnt them all on the balcony. How dare she? Well, it's dangerous to do it on the balcony. She should have gone into the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I woke up and I ran out of the balcony and she's like, what are you doing, what are you doing? I was like, oh, nothing, nothing. So she was uh, out on the balcony. Two days. Yeah, so- she was out on the balcony hanging out washing. Oh. And I thought she was burning my shoes. Oh, right. I held, grudge, I held the grudge for two days, didn't say a word about it, but she could tell I was angry and she asked me what was wrong. And then I told her and she was like, you are an idiot. But <laughs> the funny thing is, every time we argue now, she said, you keep going, I'm going to burn your shoes. Oh, oh right. Now so now she's it. using your greatest fear against you. Correct. She's smart. Mate, Correct. you should watch that woman. Uh, if, you have, if you ever smart. break up, you know what's going to happen. Yes. Hide yeah. the shoes. Hide the shoes, mate. Mm. Put them somewhere safe. Or lock the door to get out onto the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like she's happy to just burn them in the house by the sounds of it. Um, 62421063. No. Do, no, it happens. Do you hold dream grudges? Have you had a dream? Has it made you angry? And then have you woken up angry at that person? <laughs> and you can't distinguish dream and reality. Uh, Jess is on the line. Good morning, Jess. Good morning. This happens to you, dream grudges, right? Yeah, it does. Quite often as well. So oh, really? he's had the cheating dreams as well and okay. wakes up and says, I'm cranky with you because you cheated on me in, my, in your sleep and I'm not okay. Oh, my God. And then the other one is um, I didn't cook him dinner. I cooked everyone else dinner but not him. <laughs> Really in, angry at me. In your dream. How long does yeah. how long does your partner hold on to that for? Oh, it depends on what I was cooking. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. This is the stupidest thing we've oh. ever done. Jess is in the doghouse because of something she never ever did. Uh, that I mean, is she never ever cooked. <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, so funny. Thanks, Jess. Beck, good morning. Good morning. Is it you? Do you hold the grudge? Yep. Oh, do you? Really? What kind of things happen in your dreams that make you mad? Um, well, I'd, we'd recently, myself and my ex-husband had had a baby, so I was completely sleep-deprived. Yes. Um, and your brain plays nasty tricks on you when you're that tired. Yeah. Um, and I had a dream that he had cheated on me with the mother of his eldest daughter. Oh, wow. Um, 
And I woke up the next morning and I burst into tears and he was like, what's wrong? Are you tired? And I'm like, tired? You've got no idea. <laughs> um, you cheater. And he's like, he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. Don't talk to me. Don't touch me. Oh, no. Stay away from me. <gasps> and, yeah, uh, went on for oh, until the next morning, I guess. But, yeah, it was just stay the hell away from me or I'm going to punch you in the nose. Wow. Oh, you it poor take, thing. It takes you so long to realise that you're in reality now <laughs> and that was a dream state. Shane from Targranong, wrap this up. Does this happen to you? Uh, yeah, sure has. So are you the one who's having the dreams and waking up mad? No, my ex-wife. Okay. Oh, okay. What did, what did she hold on to? Um, I, I go away hunting a lot, um, shit, um, hunting up the mountains with bow and arrow and stuff like that. And I went away one weekend. And, um, when I got back, I was couldn't work out. I'd been in the doghouse for all week. And then finally, at the end of the week, she finally snapped and turned around and said that she dreamt about me the following weekend before that I'd hurt myself and didn't come home for two days. Mm. So I was in the doghouse for a whole week. For some oh, because she was so worried about you. Yeah, but I was already home that week. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. She's holding it. grudge for you not coming home, home when you're at home. Home, yep. Okay. See, These people are so people are crazy. It's fine. Thank silly. you so much for your calls this morning and proving that this is happening. It's a real test of your relationship if you can wake up and push through being mad at them for the things they've done to you in their dreams. We'll continue this chat at Mix Canberra on Facebook. The Kristen and Wilco Show. Kristen and Wilco Show. Mix 106.3. Westfield Belconnens Entertainment Gift Card is your pass to hours of fun. Uh, because we've got to talk about the PM. Oh, and this photo. You've probably seen it doing the rounds. It is a photo of Malcolm Turnbull holding Alice, who is um, his granddaughter. Alice is only a baby. And he's he's at the footy. And it's actually, it's a photo that's taken sort of behind them. And I actually, when I saw it, I thought, God, that captured a really beautiful moment, didn't it? I thought it's it was a really of- sweet photo. If you're wondering what we're talking about, hey, uh, Gabby, our producer, can you chuck it up on our Instagram page, please? At Kristen and Wilco on Instagram. We'll get that photo up for you. It's really lovely. Malcolm is holding Alice, giving her a little bit of a kiss on the head. Um, and in his right hand, he's holding his beer and sort of like, I think the caption underneath it said, multitasking, because he's there watching the footy and babysitting Alice. Well, hasn't there been a bit of hoo-ha? Oh, what a beat up. How dare he <laughs> breathe beery breath oh. over Alice? <laughs> Is it irresponsible to drink and hold a baby? Well, Is it irresponsible just to drink in front of a baby, full stop? No. Like, sure, it's irresponsible to be three sheets to the wind mm. in front of anybody and, ho- and, holding, and hold, a holding a small baby. Mm. But he is sitting down. Yep. He He's having a beer at a stadium, yep. which means it's light beer. Mm. He's not. There's no full strength at stadiums anymore. Oh, good point, Will. So, no more questions, Your Honour. Yeah, so it's light beer. He's the Prime Minister, so I'm pretty sure he's not drunk. <laughs> We're not talking about Bob Hawke here necking, <laughs> necking a bunch of them because everyone's going, Neck it, Bobby! Yeah. Neck it, mate! Skull, skull, and skull. Here's your granddaughter. Mm. Um, that's not happening. No. And I don't, look, I'm the first one to sit here and criticise old MT. Mm. But it's such a beautiful photo. It's so lovely. He, sure, he might have a bit of beery breath, but yeah. that's what I remember my pop for. <laughs> it was either yeah. beery breath yeah. or port breath Ooh, okay. or whiny breath. Ooh, which one would you prefer? <laughs> beery breath, oh, really? See, I'd, I'd go porty breath. Would you? Yeah, porty breath number one, probably beery okay. breath number two, whiny breath, ooh. 
definitely coming in third. Right, okay. You got a feel for the Prime Minister. It doesn't matter what he does. He can't win. Well, I'm I'm happy for people to have a crack at him for his policies and maybe mm. the things he's not doing in Parliament. Sure. And if he was doing a Michael Jackson and holding the baby out over, over the a balcony, balcony yeah. then sure, let's have a chat about that. But he's sitting down in a chair oh my God. like a pop does, mm-hmm. like an old man, yep. and he's got his brew in one hand, yep. and he's com- like, and the baby is completely sheltered uh-huh. by both of his arms, yeah. and he's just got his beer where he can just, <laughs> just, just reach it enough, <laughs> just reach it enough to have a sip. Yeah. Lay off. Lay I off think that's, that's just the perfect Australian right there. I agree. Oh, the perfect Australian. I get. I feel like you've pushed that too far, but no. But just like how he's acting right there. It's fine. And these keyboard warriors who are at home and just throwing shade. Maybe you need to get out to the footy a bit more. Yeah. Maybe you need to kiss some more that's babies. It. Go get a baby <laughs> and hold a beer. You know you're in trouble, though. Like, if you're a keyboard warrior and you've had a crack at the, the Prime mm. Minister and even the opposition leader, Bill Shorten's oh, come yeah. out and supported him. Yeah, that's awkward. Oh, that's when you know you're just oh, making something out of nothing. The Kristen and Wilco Show. Kristen and Wilco Show. Mix 106.3. Westfield Belconnen's entertainment gift card is your pass to hours of fun. Um, I want to bust some food myths for you this morning. Oh, fantastic. Can I freeze chicken? Well, he's... Look, I'll I'll get to that in a second, but there's a few... Look, we'll start at the the boring ones first. Mm. Um, There is a myth uh, that freezing food will freeze bacteria. So it'll kill it, right? Because how can bacteria live if it's frozen? Right. That is actually false. Oh, God. Um, you cannot, like, if you think, oh, it's okay if I just freeze it, mm. it'll kill all the nasties and then once I heat it up again, it'll be fine. No, no, no. No, no not if, like, if, for example, if you've had a barbecue and then you put it into your fridge and it's, it, it you, you should, you toss up between either freezing it or throwing it out. You should always throw it out. It's not as if it's going, like, to freeze it, it's going to wave a magic wand. <laughs> well, apparently, that's a common thing for food poisoning oh, for people. Come on, everybody. Um, giving meat the sniff test. <laughs> Do you think that's true or false? If you smell meat and you think, oh, this smells a little bit off or it smells fine, does that mean it is fine? There's so many things that I do give the sniff test to. Mm. I quite enjoy Like your armpits? I quite enjoy the sniff test, yeah. Yeah. Like a pair of jeans. Yep. Do these need a wash? I only or, did that on the weekend. Or just chucking your jeans in the freezer. Apparently <laughs> that cleans them up. It does, though. Oh, it does not. It you does. You made that up. No. That's a, new, that's a different segment. Not food safety myths. That's jeans myths. No, it's a thing. Um, I mean, at any stage when you're sniffing a steak, I feel like you already know what the answer is. And that answer is throw it in the bin. Well, it's false. Um, this myth is right up there with the five-second rule, apparently, mm. um, which also means that do not. <laughs> if it drops on the floor, mm. doesn't matter how long it's been there for, it oh, already has nah. bacteria on it. Yeah, no. I know, but look, it's a calculated risk. Yeah. She'll be right. Well, there's a bunch of bacteria that is unscented, so you won't be able to smell if it's bad or not. Uh-huh. Um, so if you think, oh, it smells fine, so it should be fine, well, it might not be. Um, My mum always said a bit of bacteria is good for you. There is no expiry date for frozen food. Well, that is false. Oh, really? Here we go. So things like um, soups, stews, casseroles and cooked meat, um, you can't unfreeze them or thaw them out or recook them Mm. um, if they've been frozen for longer than three months. (gasps) 
okay, that now we're getting to the good stuff. Yeah. Didn't realise that. I thought that you could put, you know, soup or like a chicken soup or a pumpkin and soup And you thought, in just the leave freezer. it there for a year and She'll like... She'll be right. Yeah. She's fine. That's fine when the apocalypse happens, we'll have all this food. No. Thank God. Um, Hurricane Irma, you've got nothing. I've got pumpkin soup. Is there also a myth uh, that uh, all foods are fine to freeze? That is false because mm. things like coffee, eggs and milk... Why would you ever freeze <laughs> eggs? Oh, come on, everyone. Stupid. <laughs> Don't people put their coffee beans in the freezer as well to somehow keep them fresh? Um, also, if you do drop something and the, mm. you think the five-second rule will be put to rest <laughs> by just rinsing the meat, wrong. <laughs> Actually, rinsing meat makes it worse. <laughs> who, who rinses meat? Hey, I'm sure there is someone out there who has dropped a steak on the ground and gone, no, I'll just rinse the dirt off it. <laughs> And the, you know, the mm. hair and stuff from the kitchen floor. And it'll be fine. And it'll be fine. No, apparently adding water to it and then fresh air equals okay. a breeding ground for bacteria. Right. But, and but what happens if you then cook it? Does cooking it then burn the bacteria? Well, it depends. If it's cooked prop, like I mean cooked dead, yeah. then it could be okay. Okay. Because high temperatures do mm. kill bacteria. Sure. But here's the big one. And oh, this is the go. thing that I thought for years was true. Mm. If you thaw out meat, meat that has previously been frozen, yeah. right? So it was fresh, you yep. froze it, then you thawed it out. Can you refreeze that meat? No. No, you can't refreeze You it. can! No! You can. According to the CSIRO, it is perfectly safe to refreeze defrosted meat or chicken <gasps> or any frozen food as long as it was defrosted in a fridge and not just left on the sink to defrost, which you should never do, by the way. You should always defrost it in the no, fridge. I don't believe that one. You are Isn't asking. That, no. You're that's, asking for apparently it. Apparently it's fine. You're asking for the runs. <laughs> you're asking for it. You are. Do you agree? Well, That's I thought that it was wrong, dangerous. but the CSIRO, they're just over there. I <laughs> know, oh, there, in Christ. We should go and ask them. Just, well, and, like, if they're just around the corner, then that must make it true. <laughs> yeah, because they're close. Because they're so close. And they wouldn't send me these things and lie to my face. No. Because they know I know where they live. <laughs> the Kristen and Wilco Show. Kristen and Wilco Show. Mix 106.3. Westfield Belconnen's entertainment gift card is your pass to hours of fun. Irma at the moment. Mm. Uh, the Caribbean has been completely uh, smashed mm -hmm. um, over the last few days. It has now hit Florida, and we need to find out what is going on. Yeah. Uh, we've got Amelia, US correspondent for Channel 7 on the line. Good morning, Amelia. Good morning. All right. Uh, give us an update. Now, we, we've got some details uh, on Friday about the destruction that had been caused in the Caribbean. Uh, now it is hitting Florida and Tampa. Uh, we've already got three confirmed uh, deaths and hopefully no more, but we're expecting uh, more on the way and two million people in threat uh, under threat at the moment. How's it looking? That number is really what makes this uh, quite potentially catastrophic. You think of uh, cyclones that we see off the Queensland coast, and often they're actually much larger than these uh, hurricanes that we see off the uh, south coast of America, but it's the population that's the issue. There are just so many people that are going to be impacted by this, and that's why uh, there's such grave concerns for the people who haven't left this area. Mm. Uh, the path of them has actually changed. We were expecting it to kind of go up the east coast of Florida, but it turned and instead has gone up the west. So those people hadn't evacuated and weren't necessarily as on alert as people, say, in Miami or on the East Coast. So there's huge concerns now for people in Tampa, as you said, and also a place called Naples, which uh, might sound like small places. They're a bit smaller than Miami, but they have millions of people that live there, and they're now all in the firing line. 
Amelia, it's scary watching bits and pieces from your emergency services um, doing press conferences and saying, get out now, not tomorrow, not in an hour, get out now. And I wonder why some of those people in the what is being predicted as the worst hit areas aren't leaving. Why aren't they leaving? We are, I think we see this in a, in a lot of natural disasters, not just here in the, in the US, but also back home. People who feel safer at home feel like that they would prefer to, to be at home when, when something like this happens. And also people who just leave it too late. We saw a mass exodus from Miami late last week and it, was, uh, it still could be the biggest evacuation in US history. It was just every single highway was packed with people trying to get out of the area. So some people may have just thought it was just too difficult to get out. And as I said, there's also some people who through no fault of their own have ended up in the path of this hurricane and it wasn't expected to go their way. So that's uh, the places like Tampa who are now really copying it. They're saying it's going to be the worst hurricane that's hit Tampa for 100 years, uh, whereas the city of Miami is pretty much empty because if everyone did leave uh, and it's not necessarily copying the worst of it. Um, It is scary to hear things like 195 kilometre per hour winds. Um, And now that it's made landfall, we expected it to lose a bit of gusto, but is it? It has lost some gusto, as you said. It's down to a Category 3, and that's because it's no longer being uh, fuelled by the uh, the hot water in the ocean. The big concern now is the storm surge. There is amazing pictures that I just saw coming in uh, from Naples, and there's a beach and a riverbed which are completely empty. The water has completely been sucked out to wow. sea. Uh, this river's got little islands popping up, you know, dogs running around, uh, you know, playing in these riverbeds. Mm. The problem is that water's going to come back, and it's going to come back really quickly, and it's going to flood these cities. And the authorities are now concerned about that more than the wind. They're saying the major concern now is drowning. Again, the advice is it's far too late to leave. People now need to just get to higher ground. And like we saw in uh, New Orleans and things like that, after the hurricane has hit, the destruction is a big part of what's happened during the hurricane, but also the rising waters directly afterwards. That's really what does the damage uh, Mm. for days and weeks and months afterwards. Uh, Amelia. Stay uh, safe, Amelia. Yeah, please do. Uh, US correspondent for Channel 7. We can catch you uh, during updates right through the day on uh, Prime 7 here in Canberra. Thank you so much for joining us. Wonderful. Thank you so much. The Kristen and Wilco Show. Kristen and Wilco Show. Mix 106.3. Westfield Belconnen's entertainment gift card is your pass to hours of fun. All right, here we go. There was a bit of news that came through on Friday, wasn't there? Yes, there was. I think that it stopped so many of us in our tracks, and that was the passing of the beautiful Connie. Mm Mm-hmm. So you um, had spoken to Sam that day, um, and at that stage we didn't, we hadn't had word, and, we, and obviously Connie hadn't passed away, and we didn't know where it was heading. Uh, we'd seen some photos of her mm. receiving her OAN, yes, uh, which was amazing, and she was so proud of that. Of course she was. Um, and Sam called, yeah, yeah. And Just at that stage, I thought, you know, she did look worse, yeah. you know, but she she'd done this a number of times. Oh. She looked worse, yeah. And then we'd you'd speak to the hospice, and then you'd come in and you'd say to me. The nurses say that she's fine. <laughs> I'm going to see her tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think when you get into a pattern like that, you start yeah. to expect yeah, absolutely. that she's fine. So when Sam called, and it was just after we had been at the gym and I got into my car and Sam called and said, we need to prepare ourselves that it's this weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because you know it's coming. You know, and even Sam said to me, I've prepared for this for six years. And I said to him, I'm not ready. And he said, I'm not ready either. We didn't know at that stage that it would only be a couple of 
hours later. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, she was surrounded by love. Mm-hmm. And the messages from the village, like she just, she was surrounded by her family and love and it was, it was beautiful. And yeah, it was, really was so crappy and it was beautiful. But um, <sighs> grief is a funny thing because... <laughs> It's, it's really paralyzing. Yeah. I felt really paralyzed. Yeah, you said to me you went through stages of the weekend where you would uh, feel like you couldn't function and then you would pull yourself together and then all of a sudden you were back into a state where you were sitting there not talking, not really looking anywhere, just numb and cold I, and quiet. I went to an event on Friday night. Oh, my God, those people are probably going to think that I'm an absolute psycho. Because well, they I'm do all... for other reasons, but, <laughs> but not for this. Look, everyone... Uh, goes through grief in different ways and I think um, everybody who's been a part of Connie's mm. journey um, and what she's done for Love Your Sister is um, amazing. Is amazing. And, and I think, you know what, you know what I also think with, with the village, the thing about Connie was that she was the one who always made it better. Yep. Because you, she was actually the one that brought the warmth and the mm-hmm. light and you'd feel really sad and she would be the one that would sort of smack it out of you. <laughs> And it this really was, should be the other way around. It should be. <laughs> um, and Connie never, although she did want us to have a moment of obviously reflection. Yeah. For her and her legacy, it was so important for her to remind us all that this was all about, this is all about research. This is all about money. This is actually all about making sure that no other family has to go through this again. Yep, that's what she wanted. And we're going to hear in the next few days the plans for Connie's funeral. Oh, my God, it's going to be a funeral like no other. You're going to hear um, plans that I can't tell you too much about now, but her legacy and what she wants to continue on with, which is going to be wonderful. It is. It's amazing, some of the plans. Oh, Oh. I can't, I can't wait to share that with you. She's a very organised lady. <laughs> Sam wants, she, she has, yeah, she set out some rules and regulations um, for us. Sam will join us on our show. He's, look, he's not ready today, but he's definitely ready during the week. If he's never ready, you know, like it's his choice. You know, yeah. if he wants to speak out, great. If he yep. doesn't, great. What are we going to hear here, by the way? You've also, you've got some Look, I've gone audio. through and had a little bit of a look. Um... Connie had some direction for us mm-hmm. about how she wants us to treat her passing. Take a listen. I was 11 when I was first diagnosed with my first cancer. So that's 29 years ago. I could easily have been not had the last 29 years of my life. And then when I was 22-ish, when I had my second cancer, celebrating that time, that 18 years mm. till now, mm. And then when I was told I had six months to live with this cancer, celebrating the last six and a half years mm. that I've had since then, all, all the things that I've been able to do in my life, like, you know, I've, I've had the dream job working in disability services was just the dream job for me. Mm. And, you know, building a business with Mike and renovating an old church and getting married in it and, and having the kids and, you know, just... All those things that you do in life that that I may never have done. Mm. So, in a way, my death will be a celebration of 29 years of life that I may never have had. Yeah. Yeah. We'll celebrate. We'll cry a bit. A A lot, I hope. (laughs) I I do want a few tears. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely have a few tears. Yeah. 
but let's laugh and let's triumph yeah and let's look forward to to a life where cancer doesn't tear apart our families anymore oh, that would be so wonderful yeah and I completely agree and I think I think that we've all sort of gone through stages I've I've dreaded this morning mm-hmm. I've dreaded this moment having to get on and say that Connie had passed but I think that there is that tribute wall please mm-hmm. make sure that you get on it and leave your messages of support for her mm-hmm. And yeah, like let's let's continue her legacy and make sure that we can kick cancer in the butt. Yeah? Oh, we will. Um, you will hear more about uh, the details of Connie's funeral and that big legacy announcement that will come out from Love Your Sister. You're going to love it. I promise you. Uh, will come out in the coming days. Thank you so much.